Welcome back to Talking Behind Your Back with Dr. Doug Portman with Ward's Corner Chiropractic and Sports Rehab. I said that right, correct? Correct, oh, yes. Correct. Yeah, every time I feel like I just mess it up, but I'm glad we You're did. on it. You're on it now. <laughs> now I think we're good. All right. So you said something in the last episode that I really want to dive into that I've never heard of before, but it seems like you're pretty well experienced and you say you do it a lot, and that's cupping and dry needling. Yes. What the heck is that? So let's break it down and start with cupping. Okay, so cupping was, uh, is, was originally started in China uh, thousands of years ago as as originally a way to pull out toxins, in other words, when people were sick, to pull toxins out of their body. Really? So that's kind of the, the origin of it. Now, cupping has evolved through the years. Um, people probably most know it in the United States as Michael Phelps back in the last Olympics. He had all the marks on his arm. Yeah. Um, they were cupping him several times a day because of overuse tendonitis. And so people, it, it, that sort of grew the popularity of cupping, even though it's been around for thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of years. It also was based a little bit off the Chinese way of, they used to do scraping. So they would take a gold coin and they would, when you were sick, they would scrape your body, which would draw the toxins up um, and you would sweat it out and you're, you would heal pretty quickly. And, and in fact, they still some cultures still do that, especially the Vietnamese. They still will do scraping, and they, they will scrape you raw with a coin. They go, they take a gold coin and they scrape it till your basically your top layer of skin comes off. Now I can tell you that I've I've seen this done, and it did work. I had a friend of mine who was married to a Vietnamese lady that that he was very sick, and they scraped him, and about two hours later he felt a hundred percent fine. Really? Yeah. Okay. I witnessed it. So let let's dive into this then. So when you say toxins, what are we talking about? So anytime you get sick, your your body produces, and even when you're you're hurting, your body produces inflammation. So inflammation can can be live in any organ or tissue or skin or whatever. So a lot of times we you know how you have a fever and all of a sudden you you sweat it out. That's your body trying to rid itself of toxins and. So the scraping portion of it would be, or a cupping, would be pulling that out fast, you know, faster than even sweating it out. It's pulling it to the surface, and that's what you see. So a lot of people that have seen cupping in the past, especially with the marks that Michael Phelps had back in the, assume that's bruising. Right. That is not bruising. You're, you, bruising is, is broken capillaries. That's not what cupping does. Cupping actually pulls, that's an inflama- inflammation that it's pulling out of the skin and leaves the mark on your body it's the inflammation from the deep deep tissues pulled to the surface so is it kind of like a hickey it's almost exactly like a hickey. <laughs> that's crazy i was very good at cupping in high school okay <laughs> that's a whole different type but maybe you got rid of some people's toxins yeah so what's the what's the purpose of it in medical so when you do cupping what do you find yourself trying to treat so again a lot of overuse uh especially tightness in people's uh people that have real lot of neck pain or low back pain they have a lot of tightness. They are, they can't move. That tightness is actually inflammation in the deep tissues of their muscles of their spinal spinal area, right? So cupping will draw that to the surface. So the old way of cupping, and it's actually still done this way in a lot of countries, and, and some people in the United States do it this way, is they actually take a, a glass cup. They light a flame on... Um, a cotton ball that has alcohol on it, and they put that, and they, they're using some sticks, obviously, to hold the cotton ball. They put that flame inside the cup, which creates a vacuum that they put down on your back, 
and that vacuum will suck your skin up. And it'll extinguish the flame so you don't burn. Well, yourself. you pull the you pull the flame back out. Oh, okay, that's that's I was kind of. So once you create the vacuum and it, it takes up all the air, you put that on on the on the person's back. It will suck their skin up, and then it'll stay like stuck to your back like that till you pull it off. Now, how long does that usually last for? I mean, do you keep the cup on there for a while? I I cup for about fifteen minutes. Now I don't do the flame way. We thankfully. I was going to say that seems sketchy. Thank, <laughs> it, it's it's very effective for those people that feel fine lighting the flames inside their buildings. I own this building. <laughs> I don't really feel really good about putting uh, alcohol flames in the air. The way they have it now is they actually have a, a, a it's kind of like a, a suction a vacuum that you you pump it up and it pulls the air out of the out of the cup and it pulls the skin up with it. It's a lot easier to manage and it works it works fine. So um, I do a lot of again overuse injuries. If I have a lot of tendonitis, I got a lot of people that play different types of sports, the volleyball players and stuff that use that shoulder all the time, same shoulder all the time. Of course, um, I've got several people that came this week. I cupped because they could hardly turn their neck and their upper back and trapezius muscles were so tight. And, and as soon as I I do it, you know, they go home, they drink a lot of water. By the next morning, they usually have really good range of motion. Again. Really? Wow, yeah. that's amazing. I never even heard of this as a treatment. Yeah, it's it's it. Again, uh, and I'm probably guilty as charged, but I really started investigating more after the Michael Phelps Olympics, and I thought, well, I can do this. So I took a course, and and um, yeah, I'm certified to do it now. And so I do a, I do a quite a bit of that. And, you know, uh, the other thing I you asked me about dry needling. Yeah. So dry needling, people uh, obviously ask me all the time, is it acupuncture? It is not acupuncture. Acupuncture is based off energy meridians. So I and, and interestingly enough, I never I knew this many years later I'd be working with acupuncture needles, but my high school thesis was on acupuncture. Really? Yeah. And that was before you, that was in marketing, right? I mean, that was yeah. Before I mean, it was <laughs> years ago, and I don't even know why I picked it, but I did get an A in it. So. There you go. That's at least a good sign. Um, but that's based on ac- uh, mer- energy, energy energy meridians. For instance, if you have a sore neck, they might find the bottom of your foot is part of the en- energy meridian. They'll stick a needle in the bottom of your foot because that traces along the Chinese energy meridian. So that's, again, it's a thousands of thousands of year old sure. uh, treatment that the Chinese did. Does it work? I've had acupuncture done several times. It worked almost every time. Really? Yeah. But even with the energy. So like you can put it on the bottom of your foot and fix back pain or somewhere else. Yeah, I've had it done. Now, does it work in anything? It's like anything else. Right. It doesn't work on everybody. Right. But I've had some good results. I had done me. Dry needling uh, has been around since 1979. Mm-hmm. And the re- first of all, the reason they call it dry needling, a wet needle would be a syringe. Okay. Something that you would inject into somebody that has something in it. Dry needling has none of that. You're also using acupuncture needles. So you're using the same needles you would acupuncture, but the idea behind it is differently, different. So if you had a, let's just say a tight shoulder, mm-hmm. okay? Most of the time, if you have a sore shoulder, you have a trigger point, which is a knot in the tendon or muscle that is filled with chemicals that causes inflammation Mm -hmm. if you imagine a needle going in that to pop the balloon so to speak the balloon of inflammation gross stuff so to speak yeah (laughs) that's the idea behind dry needling where you take it in and you work the needle through the knot and basically sort of break it up and let it relax huh now a lot of people a lot of physical therapists are doing this Certain chiropractors, there's not a lot of us that are certified in it. I've got certified in it. Um, but in addition to that, I like to add electrical stimulation. So I will actually add, 
on those needles, I will hook up electrical stimulation, which is an added benefit to break up inflammation since energy currents down there to move that inflammation out of there. So that's okay. So I'm imagining like some Frankenstein thing. You hook a big old machine up to a needle and you just kind of shove it on their back. It's more delicate than that. I it's see. a lot more delicate than that. <laughs> uh, so the needles are, are like hairs. They're very thin. Um, so people ask me all the time, is it going to hurt? Yes. Occasionally it hurts a little bit when you go into that big knot. Mm-hmm. But most of the time it's it's not a painful uh, mechanism to get done and the electric doesn't hurt at all when you hook that up it just basically feels like some tapping going on in there but um, it, it's it's very effective and I really have got great results in that I see all kinds of things from neck pain, neck pain back pain IT band syndrome is a big thing I use with it um, where they, people get pain down the side of their leg um, that they maybe from a running and overuse and and that works really good in that shoulders obviously is a great thing. So we do it for, I use it for all kinds of things. So where do you, how do you identify a knot on the leg? Like the back, I feel like it's pretty obvious. It's like, Oh, there's a knot. How do you find that on the leg? So let's just take from, from I'm going to take you through like a lot of people don't realize this plantar fasciitis. Sure. Plantar fasciitis is the inflammation of the, of the, of the bottom of your foot, the fascia, which is the webbing between the tendons. Um, it's very painful when you get up in the morning. Mm-hmm. 100% of the reason you get plantar fasciitis, uh, and I, I say this with some confidence because I've done this through the years, maybe some other doctors may disagree, is your calves are too tight. Really? Your calves shorten up. They pull in the base of your calcaneus, you know, where your uh, Achilles tendon is sure. inserted, pulls up, and then your webbing your foot gets too tight. So besides stretching... Uh, on a step or against the wall and getting that stretched out. Um, I can find a knot inside your deepest aspect of your gastroc, which is your calf. And I can take a needle in there and thread through that. And I will find a spot. And if I can break that up, usually it helps with the plantar fascia pain after you already have the pain too. So it's something you can do to treat the pain instead of just protect against future pain. Correct. That's amazing. So uh, that that's an example in the leg. That's crazy. Yeah. Now, so how long does those, how long do both of those treatments usually last? I mean, is it going to be a couple hours in here doing the cupping and the dry needling, or is it pretty turnkey? It takes both. Uh, well, it t- after I get you hooked up, which can take you know, depending on how many needles or cups I have to use, it can take five minutes or so. Uh, again, those are both about fifteen minute modalities. By the time I get you hooked up and do whatever I'm going to do, and you're going to lay there for about fifteen minutes and let it do its work. That's, that's not too bad, though. I was expecting it to be a multiple hour kind of thing, but it's pretty pretty quick. Yeah, and 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 quite honestly, people ask me how many times. You know, I never know, depending on how much inflammation. But typically, I, I'd say uh, I'm dry needling. I should be able to get you pretty close to better by six treatments. Cupping, I, you know, it, it could be three or four, mm-hmm. depending on what it is. Again, a lot of things go into what you what I decide to do. Um, how long I think it'll take. Now, do most people come and ask for these procedures or do you talk to them about their pain and then you, something you diagnose with and then implement? It's a little bit of both. Um, oh, last couple of years, people have been asking more because they hear people talking about it at their grocery store, their friends have had it done and they see that I do it and they'll say, Hey, can I get this done? Uh, I'd say probably the majority of the time I say, Hey, you know, we're not really getting near where I want you to be at. I have these other tools in my bag. I think we should try this. That's interesting. That's very, very interesting. Anything else you want to talk about when it comes to cupping or dry needling? 
I just think they're great modalities. That's you opened my mind with it. That's crazy. I had no idea that had that much history to it. Two thousands of years. That's yeah, cool. Well, make sure you join us next time on Talking Behind Your Back with Dr. Doug Portman. <laughs>